Good afternoon, good evening, good metal. My name's Coop and welcome to the Spoken Metal Show. This episode was uh, it's a lot it was a lot of fun. Uh, I promised the absence would get you after seeing them live and really digging what they what they were doing. And it's always a case of trying to get the right people in the right places, even when we do these things over over Zoom, like I did on this particular one. And it was interesting because they basically were all in the car and they were on one end of the car and I was on the other. And it was because they were in the heats for Metal to the Masses North Wales. And it was just great to have a... I've never done that before, talk to a load of people in a car and, you know, sometimes you don't know who's talking, sometimes you, you can't figure out which voices are which, but it was a lot of fun. Um, I think I'll probably get them on the show again where, close to the time when the, when their album comes out. But they were, it, it, I'd, I'd promised I'd get them on the on the show. Evo's a, a, a long-time friend of mine and great bass, bass player, great bass player, but they're a really great band. They've got a, a, a really interesting sort of style to them that we go into on the show and we talk about as well obviously but it was nice to sit down with absence before they went and played their heats in metal to the masses north wales and it was nice to get their point of view because they're based in birkenhead and that's over the water obviously from from liverpool those that, that maybe don't know are listening in other countries essentially it's a peninsula um separated by the mersey before you get to, to liverpool so there's a, a two tunnels that, that connect each other and uh, I, we went into, was there a divide? Is there a divide? And we talk about that as well. And it's interesting to see uh, how a scene breaks down and kind of breaks up around around the main capital city, I thought was fascinating. So we talk about that. We talk about what it's like to, they, they've been around a long time and took a, a long hiatus before coming back, coming back during the, the pandemic as well. It was interesting to see how they've shifted their perspectives as well and how a band can have many, many different influences and many, many people in the band with different influences and could all get on the same page from the, the love of metal. And I thought it was really interesting. This is a, a really great chat with, with, with uh, a load of guys in a car. <laughs> so forgive me if sometimes it, the, the sound goes a bit crazy, but I, I like that. I kind of like the fact that it was uh, it, it's, 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 it's five guys in a car talking on a Zoom call about metal, which is exactly what you want. So this was me sitting down and chatting with Absalance. Now I don't normally I don't normally put videos up, but I might put this video up, ladies and gentlemen. If I don't, I'll describe what I'm seeing. I'm seeing a car <laughs> of metalheads, yeah. Either on the way or probably at uh, Metal to the Masses North Wales semi-final. It's a car full of people that uh, that I'm uh, fond of. One person more than most, but certainly the band. Uh, it's the band Absolute. Listen, you know, this is an unusual one because um, I'm talking to a lot of guys in a car. Normally, that's how people listen to me. Um, yeah. So it's cool to have a lot of guys on. So I don't know who's going to be speaking when. That's cool. You can all talk over each other. That's okay, too. But it's also interesting because this is you guys. Have you sound checked yet for Metal to the Masters today? No, they're probably wondering where we are. <laughs> so the reason that you're not seeing the absolence on the mountain uh, uh, of masses because they should be sound checking and they're fucking talking to me. <laughs> so you're going to play metal to the masses. This is the semi-final, right, North Wales? Yeah, we're second on after um, um, oh, what's the first band called? It's the first band, Omega Throne. Omega Throne. Uh, yeah, Omega Throne. <laughs> Amiga Throne. <laughs> Make sure it's part of your balanced diet and metal. <laughs> so, I mean, like I, like I said in the intro, the amazing intro that none of you's heard. That I, you know that I'm 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 pretty big fan of the band. I love them what you're doing. I finally got a chance to see you. 
uh, last week at uh, a Molly's, which was pretty cool. And then, but there's one person in the band who I know more than the lot is, and that's Evo, uh, the guy that's fucking up this whole uh, link on here. <laughs> I've, known Evo, I've known Evo like most of my life, uh, so it's mad to kind of see, you know, see him in so, so many quality bands, and he's just a, a quality basis on the whole. But we'll I need to talk to all of you. Because one of the things that I noticed first and foremost when I was like checking out the socials and all that other nonsense is that you just put yourselves across as being a metal band, not like a this band or that band or whatever form of metal band it is. You yeah. are just simply saying you are a metal band. Where's that kind of come from? It, it gives us the freedom to explore different subgenres. Um, we're not just a one a one size fits all band. Um, you know, we're, we're heavily influenced by. Uh, Shitty 2000s metal, <laughs> uh, gent, uh, hardcore, deathcore. We're, we're, we're inspired by a lot of things, so we like to keep our options open. If we, um, you know, if we pigeonhole ourselves, it, it'll just kill us. We, we'll, we'll just be doing the same shit all the time. Because that's because that's the argument, isn't it? That the minute you start to say we're a whatever band, a yeah. deathcore band, or whatever it may be, that it kind of stops your creativity, and you go, okay, well, we've got to write these type of songs, then not the songs that we want to write. Mm. No, we're just <laughs> not good enough to be a deathcore band. <laughs> <laughs> so, when for all of you, normally individually, I will say to someone like, "What's the first bands you get into?" But we'll have to go around the car now and do this, so everybody gets to say so. Starting one side to the other, work your way around the car. What's the Go first ahead, band first. that gets you into metal? Joe. Sometimes they lad. It's got to be You've like... you got time to think as well, by the way. So. It's Frank Sinatra or someone like that. I've got to go with. <laughs> or Elvis, one yeah. of the two. The Godfathers of the, Metal. The, God, the Godfathers, yeah. The real yeah. Godfathers now, of Metal. <laughs> now, in all seriousness, it's probably... Um, it's probably the likes of Killswitch. And right. that early metalcore, which uh, kind of, kind of got, kind of got, got me into it, and then that progressed from there. Then got into the, you know, the deathcore realms of like Chelsea Grin, Suicide Silence, Slaughter to Prevail, all that stuff, and then just take all the bands for yourself. Why yeah, go on now. Nah, pass it yeah, on. Yeah, you nah, all on. the metal bands that ever existed. No one else. It, it, <laughs> it'll go. It'll go to Hate Riff. It goes Hate Riff. What's your favorite? Favorite band, band that got you into it all, mate. Copies, yeah, the band that got me into it, and still a band I Slipknot. Slipknot, nice. Yeah. Ever since yeah. I, 1999, even today, the only band from back then I'll still listen to today. Far too mainstream. Don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but as long as it bops the head, I don't give a shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go with Machine Head. Always Machine fucking Head. Yeah. Nice, nice one, ever. Tom, I'm gonna go North Lane slash Berry Tomorrow. Very tomorrow, North Lane. Oh, yeah. Good bands. Yeah. 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 Um, oh, lastly, Mike here. Um, fuck it, that's too many. Too many to think about. Shakira. Just name one. Come on. Um, oh, August Burns Red. Want to love love them? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Uh, <laughs> but to be fair, I, I've had Spotify on like random for so long, and I'm just listening to loads of different types of metal, technical metal. Uh, Catch you catch it. <laughs> yeah, how that gets in there, I'll never know. No, but I, I'm I'm a I'm a student of uh, of all types of metal. But to me, uh, August Burns Red hits the bill of what I'm all about. I I love melodic and hard hitting technical sort of stuff. Even if I can't play it, I love it. So like, the, what's what is interesting about Absalance, ladies and gentlemen, that, uh, that you'll get when you listen to them is that 
you really are wearing your heart on your sleeves with your influences then, you know, because all those bands we've just mentioned there, there is a drop of each of those bands in what you're doing. Get quite a lot of rap in ours as well. (laughs) Weirdly. Strangely. So here's here's the thing that I wanted to ask, because I talked to a lot of bands in Merseyside and around Liverpool and, 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 and Manchester and what have you, and you're primarily based around Birkenhead, right? Or mm-hmm. the other side of the water. Yeah. Is there is there uh, any kind of like what's the word? What's the way to word to word it? Is there any kind of divide between the sides of the water? If you know what I mean, between with what's going on in Birkenhead and what's going on in Liverpool within that Merseyside, is there a divide in there? Do you think, gents, or not? I don't. I don't think musically there is. Actually, no. I'd say there's somewhat of a divide. Right. In the terms of say the type of music that's coming out. If you look at Liverpool. You get a lot of the uh, the very it's very technical uh, band scenes got a Liverpool like where you know tend to have a lot of students, um, and then you look to Birkenhead. I think Birkenhead's a bit more raw metal. This kind of stuff mm. that you'd have got maybe five years ago, whereas Liverpool are very much in this current like year. Mm, and yeah. I can't think they kind of, they've kind of followed the the bands like you know such as Architects, Tesseract, Periphery, and I think we've kind of mashed all of our tastes into one um that's why we classify ourselves as a metal band and not as a subgenre and kind of whatever we come out with um that's basically what we give you know what i mean it's raw yeah. we're yeah. not following yeah. a certain we're not following a certain um structure yeah. or formula it just yeah. what we we make it and it comes out and if it sounds good we keep it back in the day yeah. when when we first started out uh, it, there was there was a load of bands in Merseyside, uh, you know, up and down Liverpool, Wirral, Warrington Way, and it and it was all similar. Um, and then we took a hiatus for a long while. Um, a couple of the members of the band, and coming back to the to the the scene now, I, I almost don't even see a scene in Liverpool. Um, for us, uh, I might be wrong. I need to maybe do some networking in it. But um, the bands I have seen in Liverpool, especially the young bands. The, they're coming up with random genres like you would never place it like if you put yourself in early 2000s everyone was playing punk or uh or grunge or <laughs> or metal nowadays it's like jazz influence it, it's just like exploded with just different types of genres and i think that's good uh because you can you can you can explore it and see what's you know what what can come out of it but I, you know as a part of a divide i don't think so Every every band that we've interacted with have been absolutely sound. I agree with Mike. I don't divide. I think Joe's chatting shit. <laughs> <laughs> We're all have different opinions. There's a divide in okay, the car. Yeah, I know. <laughs> there always is. This band. It's just, it, it's, it, it's just interesting to to hear kind of a band based over the water sometimes, away from maybe like a capital city or anything like that. You get you, you hear this in, in the states quite a lot. Is that if you only get, if you go slightly away from the capital city. The, it, it kind of almost loses the, the scene kind of weakens if you know what I mean as it kind of dissipates out I don't think that's the case with Merseyside I don't think that's the case with Birkenhead um, and I don't think that's the, the, the case with Liverpool personally but it's interesting yeah it's interesting to see the, the what you're talking about the diversity of genre that's interesting to me that it's like um, that you see more exper- experimentation because it's yeah. of the student based and young people getting into into metal. That's it. That's interesting. I think there's there's probably merit to that. And it's it's tough in it because metals always survive because every so often it's dipped its toe into other genres. Like you talk to you know about 
Slipknot being you know, one, one of the guy's influences. And they took a little bit of, you know, you think about Sid and the DJ and the metal band was almost unheard of, you know, when, when mm-hmm. they broke. And you think about, you know, some of the bands that you, you've mentioned have took a little bit from various genres of music and put them into metal. It's tough, isn't it, when you, how far does it go when you mix a genre where it dilutes the original thing? You know, it's hard to, 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 to see where that line is, isn't it? I love it. <laughs> I think yeah, one of the things that really um, solidified us when we were listening to um, uh, Eskimo Cowboy, now uh, now Electric Cowboy, I think we all just gravitated towards that as a band, and we all went, "Oh, they're fucking awesome! Let's listen to them more often." Um, and yeah, that, they they play around with really heavy with dance sort of synth, and you know that speaks to us a little bit because you know we've incorporated some of that into our music. I think it's sort of um, inspiration from sort of the 90s. Mm. Uh, there is a few old members in this band, and uh, we, we remember the 90s quite well. So you lads, you, you lads went on a, on a hiatus for a little bit, like you said, did, just yeah. so we can get like a bit of a timeline for the people listening. You, how, when did you actually begin um, as Absolence? Hate Ruth. Wow. Uh, 1850. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was 2005, 2006. Yeah. Um, okay. So you went like with that, when, when did the hiatus take place? About 2012, 11, 12-ish. Right. And how long was that for? Oh, well, about eight years, maybe. I joined in 2019. Nice. Yeah, well, so, so the two kind of questions that, that, that kind of come up then is why come back after the hiatus, but also you're coming back as well kind of right as the pandemic hits as well, aren't you? Yeah, we do. So, yeah. <laughs> so, so, so why, why Timed it back? perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why, why come back after the hiatus? I suppose it's the most obvious question, but then what's yeah. that like? Because you, you're stumbling right to a pandemic as well. Um, so it, it started with, um, you know, just getting, for me personally, getting, getting the family in order uh, and coming back a bit fresher. Um, me and Joe met in a, in a different band, and we just uh, hit it off with writing, um, and then we thought, yeah, well, I've got someone who, could, who who used to be in a band with, and funny enough, Joe actually auditioned for Absalence years and years and years ago, <laughs> and we almost forgot about it. Uh, but yeah, when when me and Joe went went back to speak to Hate, we were like, Do you reckon we should, you know, try something new? And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we 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 went on the search for another guitarist and a bassist and kind of that's just how it was um born because we we just had that itch and uh because me and joe were were writing together um and we wanted something heavier um than the band we were in so we just jibbed that off and, and, start, <laughs> and started a metal band <laughs> yeah. so now you come back you come back and is it like pre-pandemic or just as the pandemic just is a little bit just- just a little bit before, yeah. Okay, we were, what, what bad timing is that, eh? That you'd go, okay, right, we'll write to fucking get out there now and do this, and then someone says, no, you can't play out anymore. <laughs> the vocalist goes to China. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Joe went to China yeah. just before. I, the... fu- I fuck off to China being like, oh, it doesn't matter, pandemic coming, that'll be the end of it. Uh, come back enough, like, what, what, what happens? They're all still together, and I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I got Didn't dealt a shitty hand, basically, and had to go back to it. And I'm stuck here. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, what the fuck? So then you, you there's two other sort of thoughts here as well, is that you, because uh, it's like five years absence plus with the pandemic, there was a time 
when abstinence existed pre all the social media stuff that we've got now, you know, just yeah. certainly before TikTok and maybe Instagram, you know, probably in the early days of Facebook and all that. So you existed yeah, before all that, and now you're coming back. back. Back in the day when you used to write your girlfriend letters. That was, that was when it started. <laughs> and it's oh, like, man. what's that like then for a band to, to, you know, to exist during that time and then pretty much have to change your whole outlook well, about you put well, yourself out there, you know? To be to be fair, when we dusted off the MySpace, they changed the HTML code into something else. So... Uh, <laughs> We're, st- we're still running on a on an old MySpace, bloody hell, but it doesn't work. <laughs> but yeah, it, do you know what? It was so different. I think when we when we were when we were gigging sort of early 2010s, mm. we we tried to do it all on Facebook, but it just wasn't hitting. Um, so you still needed to hit up people on the phone. Nowadays, it's you know it's all on Facebook or Instagram. That's where it's at because you're yeah. reaching your audience. Um, but yeah, I, I still think there's challenges to that. Finding an audience uh, with all the stuff going on, it's almost like there's too much competition for it. Um, we just got to crack on and keep, keep doing it. Is it, is it the whole point of like being and the whole purpose of being in a band? Is it easier now or was it easier then? Just the whole thing, getting gigs, practicing, all that stuff. Is it easier now or is it harder yeah. now? Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely one of them. Definitely, <laughs> it's definitely one. one of them. Good, good it's either one or the other. No, nah, I, I, think, I think it's, it's not yeah. both. <laughs> Weirdly enough, uh, I think it was during the second lockdown we we wrote a song together on, on over you know over a Dropbox, and that was easy ish. Um, we got there in the end, but um, you, you can see us doing that more often now. You know, and and it's not a problem if we're not all in the same room. Um, the technology is better now. I wish I was. I wish I recorded back in the day. I would have been so much better. <laughs> you yeah. know, listening, getting feedback. Definitely. That, that's kind of what I'm talking about. That was easier. You know, several years ago, is that like you know, getting you had to get into a room, you had to book a practice room, it's a yada yada yada. Also, you know, simply learning your instruments, like getting better on your or, or whatever instrument you played was was harder than you to find books and magazines or what have you. Now, all that kind of accessibility is much easier. You know, if you want to learn how a band play the song, there's probably a playthrough on YouTube. If you want to, you know, practice just with just backing tracks, you can do that, like, on your phone now. You couldn't do that, you know, six, seven, eight years ago. So that the accessibility part of it is, is, is really easy. But what seems to be now is because everybody you can listen to a band from another country and it's in seconds and we talk to them online in seconds you're now aware that there's a massive amount of bands out there yeah and it's that and i think it's that that the bands are struggling with now is kind of keeping up with how you're meant to be seen on social media you know fans think that they got they have to have a tiktok account and they have to regularly put stuff out there and how they do it and that seems to be one of the things that, that many bands not just in the metal genre don't like to do well, that's the that's the reality of it this day and age. I mean, if it was up to us, we'd pretty much, you know, we'd we'd, we'd get a gig, turn up and play, and like hope to get fans that way. But the you know now this day and age, uh, young people and the the people who gravitate towards our music and the people who like our music, uh, if you want to get fans, you really have to be able to reach out to them now. So that's why if it was down to me, I, I wouldn't have any of that social media <laughs> shite. I think it's bollocks. <laughs> but you know. You've got to, haven't you, this day and age? Um, yeah. You can't escape it. Um, 
And so that's what we do. And now, like, hate riffs uh, selling shirts to people in, like, Plymouth or Portsmouth <laughs> or wherever it is. So there's some good of it to come out of it, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, so you easy, do it. it's easy to demonize technology. Like, we all we all do it. We're like, fuck's sake, you've got to do how many posts a day and you've got to do this and do silly videos for that. It's like, we all demonize it. But like you say, you know, if, if, if a guy listens to your music and can download it and then buy a T-shirt he lives in Plymouth, then, you know, that happens enough. You can start to go to those places and play them and that you'd never yeah. even thought about before because there's like 30 people, you know, who are going to show to, to the show because, you you, you know, in, in Bristol or Leeds or whatever, you know, like uh, in Crepitation and Joe Mortimer does that all the time where he's like, I didn't realise there was fans in this particular location, but, you know, looking at who's buying stuff and who's listening to music, there is a, a, a market there. So they put, go and book places that they never even thought about booking before. Yeah, we'd yeah, that. yeah. Well, well. I mean, if you look at it now as well, the way unfortunately it seems like there's very, very few metal fans, and um, you know, in certain areas, and we tend to be like spread across the country rather than all focused in certain places. Hmm. That if you really want to get you know heard and like get people to start liking you and following, yeah, you've got to you've got to make sure when you make music, it goes to everyone in the country rather than the people just around you. If you do that, if you're just playing the pe- for the people around you, you know, you might get a, like a few people showing up and all that, but in reality, you're not going to go anywhere. Mm. So yeah. it, it's it's needed. It's, it's really needed. Yeah. The, the, so, the scene... t- t- talking about new new music and stuff, from a recording point of view, where are we at then with absence? <laughs> Quite Tom. On go on, Tom. We've got a lot of songs written and there's a few songs in the pipeline that are, I want to say, 95% there. Um, we're hoping to release our second song soon. We're just waiting on one or two more parts, the timings to line up, and then final mix and master. And we should hopefully have some more songs out in the next month or two. Um, <clears throat> we're, we're all just, we're trying to build up to a first album, really. Um, we have most of the material 90% written for this album. Um, there's probably another song or two maybe that could that need tweaking or yeah. altering. Um, so I think our timeline from here is we have one song out now, and then we're hoping to maybe release three or maybe three more, and then that'll be the build up to the album, and then drop an album by, let's say the end of the year. Don't give me dates. <laughs> it's, it's, <not> <laughs> it's probably going to push into 2023, I think. Yeah, we it probably it, will push into next year. We want it quality, so if we need to work on it for another couple of months, yeah. in, uh, we will. Um, but we're definitely going to get an album out there probably within 12 months. Yeah. Well, there is a few, perf- well, one perfectionist in this band, so, and that's a fellow who records us. That's so. probably the best guy to be the perfectionist then. You know? <laughs> yeah. The guy who makes the tea is probably not the best guy to be the perfectionist then. You, know? <laughs> you get a good cup of tea, but the record's not the guy. But it's, it's, it's interesting as well, because that's the other thing that's changed um, and, and changing, is that now bands can don't have to do an album anymore. It's almost you, know. you don't have to. You, it's more singles and EPs and that type of thing. So it's yeah. it's, a prob- it's a probably a good strategy to do to do those couple of singles first, so people can kind of get used to what you sound like. And mm. and then if you do an album, then that's great. You can go with that and and do it because I imagine the songs can all work stand on their own. And unless it's yeah. a concept album, you could probably get away with doing doing the singles. But that's the other thing that's changed as well is the is people's um, you know how how they induce music as well like now it is single by single basis rather than sitting down and listening to a last album i mean i still listen to albums in full i mean yeah 
Did uh, do you guys still do that? Is that how you listen to your music now? Do you still do you listen? To, when was the last time you listened to an album in full? I suppose the question is. No, Mike, Mike's an album no, guy. I do. No, Mike's an album guy. I'm, I'm album very guy. much a single. If there's one song in that album, I'll listen to it. Michael listens yeah. to an album all the way through. Oh, I just he he, he listens to albums. <laughs> I listen to something that's good. Fuck, fuck the other ninety percent of the album that's shite. <laughs> I listen to what's good. If I, if I don't know the next song that's supposed to come up in the album, I've failed myself. I, I look through an album. <laughs> it's a, it's well, a dying, we're, even, we're even further down the rabbit hole now because now some people are giving you song like thirty seconds, and if the riff doesn't fucking hit, yeah, they're yeah, skipping yeah. it. That's yeah, fucking yeah, tough, true. man, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So you can't be you can't song. be having songs with intros that are like one minute long anymore, <laughs> well, can you? Yeah, <laughs> you apply that fucking logic. Um, mm-hmm. Wish you were here by Pink Floyd. Doesn't have a guitar note for the first fucking minutes, does it? I think it's just all <laughs> keyboard. We never signed Pink Floyd. Pink Floyd would get released. I'm not into. I don't like that song. It doesn't do much for the first minute. Yeah. <laughs> to be to be man. fair. I, what what re, well reading watching um listening to an album is um you know you get to you get to capture what they went through uh, and it's normally it's thematic but um i must admit i'm i'm going through like the random process on spotify and if a, if a song grabs me if it's got a really brutal headbanger it's got any sort of pinched harmonics in it's going on the favorite list <laughs> any source <of> yeah <laughs> if it's got it if it's got a really good hook chorus uh, yeah. you know, but I'm fa- I'm favouriting it, and then you know, in the mornings, I just whack the like list on, and I'll just yeah. be brutal and groom the the, the like list until it's yeah. until it's awesome. So yeah, it's I'm turning it, into it, that. I do a similar thing when I listen to, to stuff. I have two sorts of modes of listening. I have the discovery mode where I'm just going through what the playlist is suggesting and stuff that's coming through and. And all that, and I'll, and I'll be liking the things I like and cherry picking the things I want. And then I have a, a period where I'm just like listening to something because I know it's good now. I know it's past the test, and I'm listening yeah. to it now. And if that's good enough, it makes it into the final pile, I guess, which is like bangers and songs that I just know I can count yeah, on yeah. and albums that are going to be good. And I think that that's pretty much how a lot of people do that now. But then it raises the other dark, ugly elephant in the car is that. Um, you know, is Spotify good for bands? Is it bad for bands? That comes up a lot as well. What's your yeah. thoughts on that, gents? Oof. I mean, it's good for exposure, obviously, isn't it? It's a marketing yeah. tool. That's um, it. But that's like, it. there's yeah. a kind of thing you have to you have to go with it because if you don't, no one's ever going to hear you. Mm. I think. Yeah. Um, and if you won't because you go with it, they they pay you fuck all. That's it. Yeah. But anyway, you know, I think a lot of bands now um, start use Patreon. Yeah. But, we need to have a big enough fan base and Twitch for that. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah. We'd, we'd be useless on Patreon because we've got no fans. We've <laughs> <laughs> so, got no fans <laughs> on Patreon. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's how a lot of bands with the um, like the price of t shirts like, are quite expensive. Like, you know, like, like big bands because uh, they don't get anything from ticket sales or music sales anymore. It's all relying on merch and Patreon. Like, so they get a lot of their money that way. Yeah, um, it's the way it is. We can't do that at the moment. Yeah. I think the you know the devil's always been with us in terms of music. It's always been with us since like you know the first fucking recorded music. People have been getting shafted and and having to yeah, do yeah. bad deals in order to move forward. It's just that now the devil appears to be like you know streaming services and things like that. It, the, the devil's always been there. You know, way back in the day, you know, metal bands were signing fucking terrible deals to record labels and getting fucked royally just so they could tour. 
and go yeah. around the world and release their albums. It's not it's not unusual. The difference is is that you know you if you shake hands with the with the with the devil, you know you want to at least get some of your fingers back when you you know that's all it comes down to. So you, <laughs> I think you're right. I think it's a promotional tool. Spotify is a good barometer who's listening to your music, who isn't, and and from that you can go, okay, this is we're doing badly, well, or whatever it may be. And I think that's how it should be used. I don't think it's I think it's a business tool, and that's it. But it's interesting that you say that you know. Uh, have you thought about Patreon and about Bandcamp and that type of thing? We've got a Bandcamp, haven't we? But I, uh, we're still in the we're still in the midst of setting that up. But I don't know about Patreon. Maybe Hatred or yeah, uh, Hatred's got a Patreon where uh, if you sign up to that, yeah, he'll uh, give you some explicit goods. <laughs> <laughs> no, I said I, I, I said Patreon, not OnlyFans. <laughs> I've hey, signed what, what, up to his only fans. No problems with that. <laughs> what, what, whatever, whatever gets the fans in. <laughs> but yeah, I think you'd be surprised. Old, I think, um, I think that's a lot of fans are like a lot of bands. Like we, we don't have enough fans to do this. And what's interesting yeah. is, and that's that's that is one way of looking at it. And I understand why why you may have that point of view. But what I also would say is that you also have to open the door for someone yeah. to walk through. So I would suggest, you know, it, I mean, it can't cost that much to set up a patron, or from a, even from a time point of view. I think you'd be surprised who 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 get involved. Um, I know a lot of bands who who uh, have set up patrons not expecting anything, and like you know, two three years down the line, are earning enough money that it's like you know, it's paying for quite some important things like practice rooms and and things like that i think you'd be surprised um i, I think that that's also and we're talking about bank app, that's how people now think that they support music and they do you know support music through that way instead of like some people don't even Man. go to see bands anymore yeah yeah like so you know like a ning car side or a band you know black metal band and they've got a, a few sort of output on Bandcamp where they do great vinyl and, and great merch and stuff and that's like really working for them and they're completely anything away from the mainstream so I think it's definitely something you should think about I think it's um, I think it's one of those things where you have to look at every single way you can put stuff out there and decide what you know is worth the time to put it in you know yeah the black metal scene in Bandcamp is awesome I will say I do yeah. peruse uh, <laughs> quite a lot black metal yeah, also in general <laughs> it's the extreme side of things is that like you know there's not a lot of that that's a niche within a niche within a niche so it's so Bandcamp seems to be the you know, the dark cellar where that can congregate you know um, <laughs> but it's all about what it is is it, it's all about bands saving the, the fans as well listening to what they're saying and just having a conversation you know so yeah. We're potentially getting an album maybe at the end of this year, beginning of next year. What's it like returning to the live scene then, lads? No, I love it. Brilliant. Um, it's like, it's like, for me, it's like I never left. Uh, just went back straight into it. Um, you always mess up in, in nearly every gig, so that's nothing new. <laughs> but, you know, to, to, to play the drums loud, you know, proper loud in a practice room you're always a little bit reserved so when you when you're on stage you make the most of the adrenaline kicks in and yeah it's it's awesome and it's good to see more people coming out supporting local venues supporting local music especially especially post-covid isn't it it's a nice, yeah. nice change from that it's it's what it's what's needed people need to take the take the leap i was i was questioning what what about what venues would be like post-covid what what gigs would be like post-covid and and luckily Everyone's just just jump back into it, which is great. Uh, you know, mingling. Um, 
it's just yeah, it's it's everything we wanted it to be after such a long uh, time out. Yeah, it's one of those things live. Like we we always talk about, you can't replicate a live experience, but it's more than just the band on the stage. It's the little bits before, it's the bits after. It's going and having a drink with the band, you know, chatting shit with the band and stuff. It's all the things around it that you can't quite put your finger on what it is. It's the whole mm-hmm. a night out going to see a band. And here's what I saw, ladies and gentlemen. I went to see Absalance uh, uh, Molly's, and it's a great setup there. It's, a, it's at that place in, uh, in Birkenhead for people listening uh, outside of the country it's just uh, over the water from liverpool and it's a it's a venue completely almost dedicated to music and certainly you know a perfect spot for bands to play what i saw was i saw that thing where you know a band's good and it's where this the band seemed almost too big for that stage and you guys really you know it looked like you were a enjoying yourself which i love to see when a band's doing that relaxed which i love to see but also um, almost too big for that stage, gents, uh, where it was like, you know, you clearly had a lot of passion and clearly had a lot of energy to get that out. And, you know, we, we laugh and joke and all the rest of it, but those are things that, you know, not every band has. So we're coming up to now. You're on, what time are you on uh, tonight? Uh, probably about, I don't know, about 40 minutes, something like that. Sound. So, um, I mean, big shout out to, to Foz and Beanie as well. You do uh, the North Wales Metal to the Masses. Um, that's how you know, you know, you should be at Metal to the Masters and should be, you know, if you're lucky enough, get, get some bloodstock is that, you know, you're clearly a band that belongs on, a, needs a bigger stage to stretch the legs. We've all seen it, gents, where you go to see a band and you look fucking lost on stage. We've all seen it, you know, um, and the idea isn't that you that, that's how it's meant to be. You're meant to look like you're fucking meant to be there. You fill the mm-hmm. space, you know, that's how you get to be bigger bands. And, you know, in all seriousness, gents, that's exactly what you, you you came across to me. And that's what I would suggest anybody that sees Absalance. There's not much to listen to at the moment. There will be, but there will be lots of opportunities to play live. So what are the next shows after Metal to the Masters then for you guys? Nothing at the moment, is that? But yeah, we're, we're, yeah, we're going another, another hiatus after this. Uh, <laughs> going to Harden for five years and then come out with another banger. In in, in all seriousness, I, I think what we're going to do now is concentrate on the North Wales scene. Um, right. Yeah, we love it. We, 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 what, what we love doing is networking with the bands. That's, that's something that we're really passionate about. We, we get on with everyone. We try to get on with everyone. And the bands that we've, we've met on this journey have been top draw. Like, um, definitely, definitely want to do a, 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 a show with Thrasher Tui. Um, they, were, they brought it last time. Uh, we did a show with Apollyon, but we did many more, I think. Um, we want to just hit the scene, where the scene is. And at the moment, what we're seeing is that it's North Wales and possibly Warrington area. Um, and then we'll dip our toe in Liverpool once we see, you know, what's happening, who's there, who's up for it. But yeah, I think go where go where the scene is, and that's uh, that's North where North Wales at the moment. Yeah, it's a thriving scene in North Wales, like some great venues as well. It's yeah, ladies and gentlemen, and there will be promoters listening, there will be venue owners and and, and other bands listening to this. Um, Absolutely, put themselves out there. You know, we are uh, open to to slide into their DMs if you so wish. Uh, oh yeah, and, uh, I'm sure that would make them very happy. So this will go out after after the Metal to the Masters semi-final yeah. and after cool. the results as well. Now, here's the thing. What are you, what are we, what are you, are the, the, the people who are going to see you tonight, what should they expect when they come to see you? Heavy fucking music. Heavy metal, yeah. energy. <laughs> and uh, 
and hopefully some earthquakes yeah, we're, we're going to drop some bombs. Yeah, <laughs> open the piss up. Yeah, come and chat with the friendly. Yeah, you know what? You know, you, you you said the one word which doesn't get said a lot on this show, which you maybe should do: heavy metal. We say yeah. metal a lot. We say this. We say that. But we just heavy metal. Like it's almost like it's been a dirty word to say heavy metal. Like it sounds old. No. It's fucking not. It's just yeah. not at all. So that's for the masters. This is the semi-final. Um, I've seen. I've, I think Omega Throne. I think Thrasher Thrasher Tui on this bill as well. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, fuck. can't wait. That's a fantastic great show. bunch. Yeah, that's a great it's show. Really great, great Friends of the show, Thrasher Tui, have had them on before. Um, and ladies and gentlemen, if anybody hasn't heard them, they are a group of musicians who are dressers, chefs, <laughs> and sing um, uh, food-based metal, metal. Uh, which is fantastic. <laughs> 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 they are good. So. Um, listen, I'm going to wrap it up now, guys, because I'll, I'll cool. be keeping you from a sound check here. But here's the thing, yeah? If you get through to the next stage, we will do this again, because that yep. means that I'm your lucky charm. And then if Ooh. you get through and you win the final, we will do this again, because uh, that means yeah. I may be your lucky charm. You'll have to, I don't know, fucking rub my head or some shit. That way you can play Bloodstock. Um, what, does, what, does, what does Metal to the Masters mean to you guys then? I, I've talked a long time about how important it is to me. What does it mean to you guys? Well, that's our, uh, that's our you know, biggest shot at exposure, really, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, being from Birkenhead, the other side of the water, obviously, in a, in a music scene where, let's be honest, every other band is brilliant at what they do. Yeah. And yeah. to be able to stand out, we've got to write good music, different music, uh, and we've got, it, we've, we've got it. We've got it. We've got it. Yeah, we've got to bring the energy. Bring we've got to. Show, we've right. got to expose that music to as many pe- as many people as we possibly can. Mm. And in Wales, there is a shit ton of diehard metal fans, as we've just found out. Awesome, um, so that is basically our plan: is just to to bring it, bring it here, show them what we are, what we've got, and uh, hopefully they like us. It's nice to hang out for the evening with like-minded people as well. Yeah, yeah. they're yeah. definitely the networking for me. Um, but yeah, yeah, metal to the masses, I think, is a great exposure. And uh, we get to play with really good bands, see what, what fit we're like, you know, see see how good we are, a barometer yeah. versus um, other other bands in our sort of uh, atmosphere. So, yeah. It's good that, like, like, you talk about networking and, and just, like you say, talking and laughing and joking and drinking with like-minded people. There is a wonderful thing that, that metalheads share. It's a sense of comedy. It's, it's all that type of stuff is similar. There's a similar thing that runs through. If you see someone with a certain metal t-shirt you can pretty much tell them you know what they're going to be like as a person it's it's weird and when you go to a show you're how long's the set 30 minutes 40 40 minutes yeah 30 minutes isn't it? somewhere yeah, in yeah, yeah somewhere in between that's yeah. 30 minutes of, of a whole evening and that whole evening is you go into another bands like you say measure up how you measure up with them you know that's the honest truth you you'll you'll find out how good you are because you're playing with essentially the best of the best in that area but also you're going to go and see and talk to other people and make friends and stuff like that. It's, 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 there is what I'm getting to here is that people say there isn't a scene and if there's no scene, there's no new good new music coming through. We, we know that that's fucking nonsense, right? There's us. It's the only big comment of the night. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, you, but the, the proof's in the pudding. You've got to come and see us to get the full hit. Mm. Listen to us on, on the streaming platforms that we've we put ourselves out there. And, you know, let, you be, let, let the fans be the judge. Absolutely right, yeah, 100%. Let, lads, I'm going to let it wrap up now so you can get to uh, a, a sound check so I don't keep you. Um, say hello to everybody at the show to us. Particularly shout-out again to, to Fozzie and the Bean as well for putting our Metal to the Masters North Wales. 
Um, yeah. Friends of the show, and they, they're doing some stellar work up, up I should say, down there. Um, ladies and gentlemen, it's been the distinct pleasure to get in the car, all the best from a distance, <laughs> with, with the wonderful absence. And thanks, guys. Uh, thanks for coming on the show. Cheers, Cheers absolence there which is a load of guys in a car talking to me about metal which is brilliant they're a, they're a great band that I've said and I'll put some links up as I do naturally on, on the media a lot of a lot of bands have been approaching me to on the show or review their albums and their music and I don't really review anymore I used to do that a long long time ago but I don't really review uh, bands work and stuff there's a lot of other people are doing really great jobs with that so there's no need for me to do that um, and I only ever want to talk about stuff that I really like. I only want to talk about you know, things in a positive light. Reviewing opens up the door to maybe not liking something. Um, so I only talk to people that I'm interested in and, and things that I think are positive that you, the listener, will will take something from. I hope you got something from, from this episode and enjoyed it. And so if you do want to get in touch, get in touch via all the social medias. I, I, things I do are you know track by track. Cool, we could do those. And I, I prefer to just have the bands on and talk to them i don't normally do this but i'm gonna uh tee up the next couple of episodes that are about to drop as well that'll be fairly close together the one of the episodes is scott barber he's a director of the uh guar documentary the upcoming guar de- documentary and i have Omega throne coming on the show as well been waiting a while to get a mega throne on so really looking forward to, to that and then a real nice surprise which i'll keep as a surprise you know i'll keep it something to look forward to which was something that I really enjoyed doing with uh, a band that had been uh, in the news recently about doing some some stuff. I really hope you enjoy these shows. I really hope it amuses you. If it just makes you laugh, if it, if it whiles away a car journey, I, I get a lot of messages saying that I am one of the tour um, podcast du jour, if you will, which is really cool. That's a nice thing. I, I like that. And, and a lot of people, you know, almost matter of fact saying that they listen to the show. You know, when I say, oh, I have a podcast, and they're like, oh, yeah. I listen to the show, which is really nice. It's a really, really, really nice thing to hear. I hope you get something from it. I hope you you, you you enjoy it and it brings up maybe some debates and some conversations or it even makes you check out bands you haven't heard before, which is a real goal for me. Absalons are a perfect example of that where you should really check them out because they're fucking ace. So please, you know, um, if any, there's anything that you want me to cover in the shows, anybody you want me to talk to, any bands you want me to talk to, feel free, contact me via the social medias and we, we'll, we'll set it up and we'll work it out. Until then, thanks for listening, and I'll see you at the show.